Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. Take your Bible and turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Kings chapter 13. 1 Kings chapter 13. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Kings chapter 13. Y'all still remember, huh? Amen. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 13. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject of broken trust. Broken trust. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing sometimes how God works. Um, but I, I really believe Holy Spirit just really dealt with me this morning. And so I believe this morning <clears throat> that there are those, <clears throat> excuse me, that are here this morning that God wants to bring healing to you because you have experienced trust that was broken. You've experienced a broken trust. There's nothing worse than having your trust trampled on. Nothing worse than somebody hurting you and wounding you. There's a lot of wounded people in our world today. A lot of wounded people in our culture today. And, and so uh, she, we were singing this song a little while ago, uh, You're My Healer. And in that song it says, I will trust in you. I will trust in you, God. I'll put my trust in you. Listen, when you put your faith and trust in a man, you are susceptible to failure and you're susceptible to being hurt. But when you put your faith and trust in God, he's a God that will never break your trust. Amen. So I want to uh, talk about that this morning. And then 1 Kings chapter 13, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've been in ministry for uh, a little over 30 years, somewhere along in there, uh, and I have never preached a message out of this passage of Scripture. I've never, I've never preached a message out of this passage. At the end of it, you might say, I can tell you've never preached out of it, Pastor, but, but, <clears throat> but I, I want to talk to you about this this morning because there's so many areas here that I believe will apply to what God is wanting to speak to us today. I believe God wants to bring wholeness in your life, sir and ma'am. And I believe God wants to make you every whit whole. Amen. First Kings chapter 13, beginning with <clears throat> verse 1. I'm going to excuse me. I'm going to only read uh, the first five verses, but uh, we're going to go all the way through uh, 32 verses and just kind of uh, uh, highlight it. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priest of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass that when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand, 
from the altar saying, lay hold on him. And his hand which he put forth against him dried up so that he could not pull it in again to him. And the altar also was rent. The ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you today for your word. Father, help us, Lord, this morning to speak only that that you desire to be spoken. I thank you today, Holy Spirit, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Lord, today, take us into your, into your glory this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so to, to kind of give you <clears throat> a little uh, insight of this story, Jeroboam is, is the king. He is uh, backslid, wicked, and God sends a prophet, a man of God, to pronounce judgment upon what's going on in the nation. And uh, as we read, he comes and he pronounces judgment on uh, what's happening and what's going on uh, and talks about the altar and one that's going to be born that would be a reformer. Josiah would be born later and Josiah would be a reformer. And it's a powerful, powerful word that God sent by this prophet. But as he was speaking this word, Jeroboam reaches out his hand and, and commands his officers to seize this prophet of God and immediately his hand dries up. Now in my mind, I picture this as he reaches out like that, that immediately God dries his hand up that he can't bring it back to himself. Uh, meaning don't touch God's anointed. Don't touch God's man. Don't touch God's prophet. And so, as the man of God had said, God rent the altar. He destroyed the altar. Uh, and, but here's the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. The, the prophet of God begins his journey back to where he came from, and he's leaving town. And uh, as he begins that journey, uh, or before, Jeroboam asked him to pray for him, uh, that God would uh, restore him, and God restored his hand again. And the king, in verse seven, said to the man of God, come home with me, and, and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. But if you look at verse eight, the man of God said to the king, if thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. And so he went another way and returned not by the way which he uh, came to Bethel. Now, I want you to notice this. Jeroboam said, hey man, come to my house, refresh yourself, and I'm gonna give you a reward. I'll give you something to eat and refresh yourself. And the man of God said this, the word of the Lord spoke to me to take nothing from your hand. As a matter of fact, the Lord not only said don't take anything from your hand, but God said don't even entertain the thought. And he said don't even, come, don't even go back the way you came. In other words, redirect your tom-tom to lead you in another direction. All right? See me, I'll say, who's was tom-tom in here? So, here's the thing. <clears throat> the man of God, the prophet of God, 
begins his journey home. Well, in the meantime, the sons of another old prophet uh, find out and they hear about what's going on. And so they go and they tell their father about the works of the man of God down in verse 11. Uh, and their father looks at them and says, saddle me up a donkey. I'm gonna go meet him. And so he goes and meets the man of God. And I'm paraphrasing here. You can read the story. But he goes and meets the man. So now listen, you got a, a prophet of God that has just done something. He's obeyed God. God has confirmed his word. He's on his way back home now. Everything is good. He is approached by another old prophet that comes to him and says, look, come by my house and, and take a break. The man of God looks at him and says, I can't do that. God told me not to do it. The old prophet looks at him and says, an angel appeared to me and told me to come and tell you to come by my house. This prophet of God says, okay, I'll go to your house. He goes to the, to the old prophet's house, sits down for lunch, and they're sitting there eating lunch. And all of a sudden, the word of God came to this old prophet, and he begins to prophesy to this prophet that had prophesied to the king saying you disobeyed the word of God and for this you're going to die now the story goes that the old pro the, the prophet got up saddled his, his donkey or whatever and started his journey home in the midst of his journey a lion came out and devoured him or mauled him to death and killed him. He's laying in the road dead. And I want, I want you to get this picture. A, a prophet of God that had obeyed God but then listened to somebody else who lied to him and, and broke his trust and it cost him his life. This is probably one of, the, one of the sadder stories in the book of 1 Kings, and it's one that's hard many times to grasp on, and, and there's a lot of different ways that we could preach it, but the bottom line is this. This man of God listened to the wrong person who lied to him, and it cost him his life. So in the end of the story, this old prophet goes and gathers up his body, takes him back and buries him and tells his sons, when I die, I want to be buried with him because he was truly a man of God. Now, there's, there's a lot that we're not, we're not going to go into, but here's the, the thing that I want you to focus on today. There are people this morning that perhaps are listening or will be listening to the podcast of this message. And, and you have walked and you have been obedient. You have done your best to be obedient to God. You've tried to listen to God. You've tried to serve God. You've tried to live for him. You've tried to pattern your life after the word of God. But, but somewhere down the line, uh, the wrong people came into your life and, and they not only lied to you, but they broke your trust. And, and if, I was to, if I was to paint a picture of your life today, that that God was once doing in your life has now been killed. It is laying in the middle of the road because you have, you have been a victim of somebody that messed you up. I'm talking to today. I know that, that I might not be talking to 90% of you, but I'm talking to 10% of you this morning that you are a victim of somebody that broke your trust. And when they broke your trust, it brought death into your life. It brought fear into your life. It brought uh, uh, chaos into your life. You might be here this morning and you might have been in a relationship. You might have been in a marriage where a husband 
broke your trust or a wife broke your trust and it, and it might have been 30 years ago and you're still wounded from that breakdown and that, that uh, breakup of trust. You see what happened is this old prophet trusted the wrong person and he took his eyes off of what God said. Listen, what, catch this and put this in order. I trust people. I trust most everybody in here with the exception of some of y'all. Some of y'all, I just ain't gonna trust you. I just, I, no, I'm just picking. Every time I think about this, I think about Larry Carraway. Because I, I learned not to drive up in the parking lot and leave my vehicle unlocked. Because if he came by, he was gonna do something on the inside, you know, and, and which I had, we, we kind of worked that together because used to it'd be freezing cold and these people would go out and crank their cars up at night, you know, and, and let them be warming up while they was inside talking. And me and Larry would go out there and turn the air conditioners on in their cars and, and all that. So, but, but I would have to lock my vehicle and every time I drive up in the parking lot and lock my car, I think about him. You see, because trust is something that is so valuable. And, and, and I see people all the time that they have been wounded and because of their wounds, they have put doors up on their heart and they won't let anybody get inside anymore. They won't let anybody come in anymore. You can knock on the door. Uh, you, can, you can ask to come in. No, I'm not gonna let you in because that place is sealed off in my heart and and I'm not gonna let anybody in. Listen, where I was going a while ago is this. I put trust in people and because as a pastor and as a man, I have to trust people. There's a certain extent that I have to trust every individual that I meet, all right? You as an individual are the same. If you don't, if you set yourself up and say, I'm not gonna trust that person anymore. Maybe it was a tall, dark, handsome guy such as myself that broke your trust. And every time you see a tall, dark, handsome guy such as myself, that wall goes up. Maybe it was a beautiful redhead like my wife over here that broke your trust. And every time you see a redheaded person, I know that's kind of comical, but it's the truth. It could have been somebody that drove a, 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 a Nissan Altima car. I don't know where I got that from, but, but that was red in color. And when you see a red car, you think about that individual. When you get around certain people, certain smells, certain, certain atmospheres, it triggers that in you and that wall goes up. Am I telling the truth? When you get around crowds of people and, and they start talking about certain subjects, that wall goes up. And what has happened in your life is because that trust was broken, now you are a wounded individual who is walking around with walls built up around you. And God is saying, I wanna love you, I wanna encourage you, I wanna strengthen you, but listen, because people, humanity, broke your trust, now you have trouble trusting him. So here's where we go. I wanna give you a little insight on it. That if you learn to trust him and then trust people, when people mess you up, you can take it to him and he will fix you up. You see, the old prophet had a word from God about what he needed to do but he listened to somebody about what they thought he needed to do and he lost the ability to have the word from God to protect him. 
Now here's the deal. David, remember David, King David? How many of you remember when David, uh, Absalom, came in and usurped the authority on the throne and David had to flee the palace? You remember that story in the book of 1 Samuel? Uh, it was a story there that David had to flee. He had to grab his bags and run because Absalom, his son, was coming in and would have killed him, would have murdered his daddy if he had had the opportunity. But David is walking through the wilderness. Somebody walks up to him and says, uh, King David, I just want to tell you that Ahithophel is, is, uh, is backing Absalom. Now that don't mean much to you uh, right now because you've probably never heard of Ahithophel. Uh, but, but Ahithophel was one of David's advisors. He was one that walked arm in arm with David and advised David on how to operate the kingdom. And when David heard that Ahithophel had turned his back on him and was now following Absalom, I wanna read you what David said in Psalm 55 because this passage is what David said when he heard the news of Ahithophel. He said this in verse 12, he said, for it was not an enemy that reproached me that I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that didn't magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man my equal, my God, my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in company. David was devastated that Ahithophel would turn his back upon him. David was devastated that this man, that they had walked together, they had prayed together, they had took counsel together, Ahithophel <clears throat> had rejected David. He had broken that trust. Listen, you might be here this morning and somebody in church has wounded you. There's no greater pain than having a fellow Christian break your trust. There's no greater pain there because you, you open yourself up. Listen, this house, and we do our very best to keep this a place where you can walk in and you don't have to put on no facades. You don't have to put on no show. You can just walk in and be who you are. Amen. You, that's a good place. Go ahead and give yourself a hand because you do a good job of it. We do our best to keep this a place where people can walk in and you can feel secure and, and all of that. But listen, try as hard as we may. There's gonna be a time, ladies and gentlemen, that somebody might break your trust. Somebody that you put all your faith and your trust in might might hurt you and they might wound you and, and, the, and, and you might get disfigured Encouraged and disgusted and say, I'll never go back again. I'll never open up again. But I want to encourage you, friend, this morning, if you ever want to fall in love, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to open yourself up because when love is not vulnerable, it cannot truly be love. And when trust is not vulnerable, it cannot truly be trust. You have to come to a place where you don't worry about what somebody could do to you but you worry about your relationship with God. I am solid in my relationship with God and it would hurt me deeply if some of you broke my trust but at the end of the day you might break my trust but I know that I've got a faithful father in heaven who loves me unconditionally and he will always be there no matter if man turns their back God will be there on my side. Listen, if we could gather today just the people from McCullough Christian Center that have been wounded, that have been hurt over the years, that, that have uh, somebody said something, somebody didn't say something. Listen, I say this all the time, but, but people walk into the church and, and they walk uh, towards somebody that spoke to them last Sunday and, and as they're walking toward that individual that spoke to them last Sunday, all of a sudden that individual has a gas pain and 
and they make this bad, ugly face and that, end, that person is walking toward them, looks at them and says, well, what did I do? They've got to be mad at me. Did you see that face? They look over at Lucille, and if your name's Lucille, I'm not talking about you, but uh, they look over at Lucille and they say, Lucille, did you see him? I was fixing to go shake his head. Did you see that face? Listen, it was probably pizza that he ate last night that's causing his stomach to hurt, and he had a stomach pain. You say, now, Pastor, that's crazy. You don't know the stories that I've heard. Where did I get off on that rabbit trail? I don't know, but I'm telling you this morning, David was wounded because a friend had broken his trust. Listen, Proverbs chapter three and verse five says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. There's two words there that I want us to, to see something about, and it's the word ways and acknowledge. That word ways is a road, a path, a course, or an action. So if we read it like this, in all of your roads and all of your paths, all of your courses are all in all of your actions, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Or we could look at it, that word acknowledge means to observe. It means reflections. It means direct contact with God. But before all of the ways and before all the paths and before all the observations and before all those things happen, God said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Listen, if that old prophet had continued to trust in the Lord, you see, there are two types of people there. There was Jeroboam that was wicked, backslidden, an evil king. It was easy not to trust him. But then you had this other one that said, listen, an angel of the Lord spoke to me and said it would be all right. And it was easy to trust him, but yet he disobeyed what God was wanting. And so that broken trust destroyed his life. Listen, trust in the Lord. Put your trust in Christ and then you can trust people in the right manner, all right? Listen, when trust is lost, it is always replaced with fear because once you lose your trust or when, when someone loses their trust in people or their trust in an individual, their trust in a pastor. Listen, there might be some of you today that you've been wounded by a pastor somewhere else and you have trouble trusting me. You look at me over your glasses. Or your contacts, whatever you wear. If you, you just don't trust. And, and listen, I want, I want to tell you, it hurts because I walk away and I say, I don't understand. I've, I've done everything. I've, 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 I've loved on them. I've hugged their neck. I've told them uh, how beautiful their hair was. I've, I've told them, uh, you know, I've just, I've commented, I've, I've complimented, I've, I've done all this. I've tried to, I've tried to encourage them. I've, I've made a, a special effort to speak to them every time the doors are open and every time they're here, but it just seems like there's a wall up there and I don't understand it. And I walk away wounded. I'm hurt because I don't understand. Why don't, why don't Chris love me? Why, why, why don't he respond to what I'm trying to do? Why, why, why does he just, it's like a, a wall goes up. Pastor 20 years ago hurt Chris and I'm just picking on Chris because he's my buddy. But 20 years ago a pastor wounded Chris and now Chris had that wall built up and it's been there for 20 years. And now God has brought him to a, a man of God that, that loves him, a man of God that, that he could trust and a man of God that's got his best interest at heart. And, but Chris can't receive now what God wants to give him because he was wounded 20 years ago. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
You see, when trust is broken, Fear comes in and fear says, I'm not gonna open up to you anymore. I'm not gonna allow you to come in to that place in my life that, is, that, that would make me vulnerable. I just really sense right now that there's some people that, that there's some things clicking in your spirit. And you're saying, Pastor, that's me. Listen, I wanna tell you this morning, you don't know, this message didn't come easy. But God's given me this word and I know, I know that it's, it's catching, so, so just get it. But listen, fear of being hurt, fear of being deceived, fear of being taken advantage of, fear replaces trust. Listen, and because man our, 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 our woman, male or female, has broken our trust. We have trouble trusting in God. There are children today that have, or children yesterday that have become adults today and they trust nobody and they can't seem to trust God because a mom or a dad or a grandfather or an aunt or an uncle broke their trust when they were a child and they've grown up with this wall around them and now they don't trust anybody else and they can't trust God because they have compared God to the people that broke their trust. The devil is a liar. And I'm telling you this morning that God brought you here today and God's will is that you don't walk any longer in that. God's will is that be broken over your life today. And I just wanna go ahead and speak it right now. I break what people have done to you years ago. I break that right now in the name of Jesus. I break the words that have been spoken over your mind that have wounded your spirit. I break that right now in the name of Jesus and I command those words to loose off of your mind in Jesus name hallelujah so the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two edged sword it cuts even to the divining asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart and neither is there any creature that is not open and naked before the word of God and God is doing that work right now in your life in Jesus name hallelujah Listen, when we lose trust, it brings fear and this causes us to close the door of our heart. I've seen husbands and wives divorce because of broken trust and I've watched the spouse whose trust was broken go out, marry again, only to repeat another divorce because they never were healed originally of the broken trust that had wounded them in the first place. Listen, don't get in another relationship until you find the healing of God over your life. Don't, don't pursue another relationship, sir or ma'am, until God brings healing into your life and you are restored body, mind, and spirit. Listen, I wanna give you this little acronym of trust. Trust, turn it over to God. Quit trying to fix it. Turn it over to God. You can't fix the, those individuals. You're only gonna make a mess of it. I didn't read that in a book. I've lived it. I've tried to fix it. I've tried to, to fix things. I can't fix it. I have to trust in God. So turn it over to God. That's what the T stands for in trust. They are. Recognize. Recognize God has a greater plan for your life. Recognize that what man has done to you cannot stop what God wants to do in you. Recognize that what God has started in you, man cannot stop. I tell y'all what, 
I get through this message, I might just run some. I might just run around this church. I know I'd shock all y'all, but I tell you what, God's speaking today. I hope you're catching what he's saying. Uh, You understand that you may never understand. Why? Quit trying to figure it out. because you may never understand why. The S, stand up. You might hurt me, you might wound me, you might cut my feet out from under me, you might knock me down, You might tear me down with your words. You might do all these things, but I will stand up in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 6 says this, having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and the helmet of salvation, and above all, that shield of faith that's able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and and take that sword of the spirit that, that cuts going in and cuts coming out. The T. transformation let God transform your mind Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present yourselves as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and he said this in verse 2 and he said be ye transformed Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, if you're taking notes, T, turn it over to God. R, recognize his plan for you. You understand you may never understand. S, stand up. Seek him. T, be transformed. Transformed. Listen, another word that can go with that T that's important is transparency. Be transparent with God. God's already seen it. God's already, listen, God takes names and he takes notes. He knows. He understands. So be transparent. Listen, Job chapter 13 and verse 15. Oh, man, I am doing good. I, I, I still got a few seconds. Job 13 and verse 15 says, Though he slay me, yet, 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 I will trust him. Listen, more than likely, next week, you're gonna have one of those yet moments. You're gonna have one of those moments where you just say, yet. More than likely, you're going to be able to stand in front of somebody's face and, and they're going to be saying something to you and you're going to be under your breath, you're going to be saying, yet, yet, I will trust him. Listen, when trust is restored, fear is cast out. Understand this. Psalm 56 and verse 8 <clears throat> says this. God, you have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? 
Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Listen, fear has to move out when trust is restored. Isaiah said, and I believe that not only fear goes out, peace comes in. So what you need to do today is you need to open the door to your heart and give fear a big old kick in the backside and say, you're out of here, dude. You're no longer welcome here. And when you do that, you know what's gonna happen? Peace is gonna come in the door. Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse three, he said, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts, he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. So here's the thing, guys. Go ahead and stand with me and and I'm gonna close. Here's the thing. Going back to this sad and depressing story that we started out with. of this old prophet that was greatly used by God to carry a message and a word to a wicked king and a wicked culture about what God was gonna do. And he obeyed God and, and he did exactly what God wanted him to do, but, but yet he listened to the wrong person that broke the trust and it cost him his life. Listen, don't let somebody else destroy what God has so fearfully and wonderfully made in you. Don't let a man, listen, don't let a person rob you of the gift that God has got in you. When you look in the mirror in the morning or whenever you look in the mirror, don't look at yourself in victim mode. Don't look at yourself as not being of any value or any good because somebody has broken your trust. Sir, ma'am, understand this. Listen, can I tell you something this morning that it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done and it doesn't matter who did it to you. God still loves you and God still cares about you, and God wants to bring healing and restoration to your life. And I'm, I'm gonna tag this on because I want you to understand the impact of people whose lives have been wounded by broken trust. Your children might not even know the story of how you were wounded by a broken trust. But listen, your children will inherit that wall that you put up, even on something they've never heard the story, it's never been told to them, but they will inherit the wall that you put up because of your wound. Mom and dad, it is, it is extremely important that you understand. You wanna raise a whole child? you've got to be whole. You wanna raise a child that's able to deal with society, then you've got to be able to deal with society. Let God bring healing. And I'll tell you this to kind of bring a little light to it. Several years ago, we had a bunch of cats that were at the house. I don't like cats. I'm allergic to cats. They make me sneeze and they make my eyes swell. I don't like cats. You like cats, that's good. We had a bunch of cats came to the house. I couldn't catch them. I wanted to do something with them, but I couldn't catch them. They were wild and crazy. 
And so uh, I had this bright idea down in my shed in my office where I do my studying that I would lure the cats into that little office. It's about eight by eight room. And I would lure the cats into that office and I would close the door on them and I would get me a cage and I would go in there and catch those cats and put them in that cage. It was really a novel idea and it was really a good, it was a well thought out plan. I had the cage in the office. I had some good food in there and them cats, because they was crazy, they went right in there to where that food was. I got me some gloves, stepped in there, closed the door and locked it. I said, you ain't getting out of here. I'm gonna catch you. There was about three or four of them cats in there. You think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm like Jerry Clower. I commenced to trying to catch them cats. Listen, them cats was climbing a wall, going across the ceiling and everywhere else, and there was paper off of my desk flying everywhere. And, And I never did catch the cats. All I was saying was open the door and let me out. All right? Because when I would catch them, they were biting me and eating me up, and I never did catch the cats. But here's the, here's the moral of the story. Them cats are still at the house. But here, listen. They have reproduced. Now, I'm telling you the truth. They have reproduced. They're kittens were not, they were not even a thought in their mind when they were running up and down the walls in my office. But there's not one kitten that we can put our hands on. Because mama has taught them well. You eat what he gives you, but don't let him put your, his hands on you. So none of the kittens trust a human being. I've never given them any reason not to trust me. All I do is feed them and seek the dog on them every once in a while. No, no, no. I just feed them and, and, and all that. But you can't get your hands on them. So you don't believe human beings are like that? Watch it. So that's the importance, ladies and gentlemen, of letting God bring healing into your life. Trust been broken, turn it to Jesus. Let him bring healing into your life this morning with your head bowed and every eye closed. I wanna ask you this this morning. If I were to ask you this morning, how many of you in here today are living a wounded life now because trust has been broken. You're walking around today and you're living your life wounded because trust was broken somewhere down in your life. How many of you today will be honest with God and say, that's me, Pastor, and raise your hand? Come on, just keep it up. All over the building, so many hands going up. Just keep your hand up. So many people, you've been wounded and you're still walking around with those wounds. You can put your hands back down. Listen, I believe this morning that God is going to begin the process today of bringing restoration into your life. Here's the first thing, everybody say first. Look at me, look at me now. Here's the first thing and the most important thing that if you want healing to happen in your life, here's the first thing that you need to do. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. When you forgive, you cut the ties. 
When you forgive, you break the chain. And I know, listen, I know you're, I know you're probably in a hurry, but I got to do this. If I break her trust, I wound her and, and mistrust her, and she loses trust in me, if she refuses to forgive me, we stay connected. And every time she sees me, every time she thinks about me, every time she hears about me, that trust thing comes up again. But when she forgives me, when she looks up to God and say, God, I forgive him based upon how you forgave me, I forgive him for breaking my trust. You know what happens? That tie is broken. It doesn't matter what I do. She's walking in wholeness. She's walking in peace. First thing that you need to do, friend, is you need to forgive that one who broke your trust. Listen, you can even go as far as, I've, I've gone as far as writing people's names down on a piece of paper. Writing out how they hurt me. And I lay it on, my, on, on a chair or I lay it somewhere and I begin to pray. I said, God, you see how they wounded me. You see how they hurt me. But Father, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. I lay this before you and I need your, your help. And every day when you get up, I choose today to forgive. I choose to let it go. I'm not gonna hold on to it anymore. I'm not gonna be a victim. I let it go in the name of Jesus. And when you do that, you're gonna find that the peace of God will come back. There are other things that we could say, but forgiveness is not only the first, it is the biggest issue that will take care of your heart. Amen? Father, I thank you this morning for your goodness and mercy. Lord, I thank you that your word says this, that if we can't forgive those who have hurt us, then Father, how can we understand you forgiving us? So Father, today, God, you know those who raised their hands this morning. You know those today, God, that have been walking around wounded, God, because of a broken trust. Lord, this morning, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today that, Father, you have begun, even right now, to bring healing and restoration into their lives. I thank you this morning that, Father, today, God, that you are bringing healing to the wounds you are putting the ointment on the wound in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it today. And Lord, I just bless this house this morning. I bless every man and woman in this room today, Father, with healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. And Father, today, God, I just bless them as they leave out of here. God, that they're gonna be lights for you. They're gonna be the salt of the earth and a candle that's sitting on top of a hill, that their light will shine brightly in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. Amen, amen, amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug their neck before you leave. Listen, if you need to talk to somebody about what we've talked about this morning, don't hesitate to let me know. God bless you. We love you so much. Don't forget, tonight at 6 o'clock, we'd love to have you come back.